0: And hello, and welcome to Haunting Live Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Uh, we do have a special guest here this week who we will be bringing on in just a moment. Uh, her name is Tina. She's known as the Moonstone Medium. And we're going to be talking to her about her journey through mediumship and how she developed that. And she also does something else very interesting. And we're going to be talking about that as well with her today. That's something we've never had here on a podcast yet. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. It is episode number 16 of season two already. Things are just flying by here at Haunting Live Podcast. And we appreciate you guys tuning in here live and joining us here on Facebook today. Like each and every week, uh, we appreciate you following us on social media and of course sharing our posts and everything. And of course, you guys can always find us on the podcast apps later on if you miss a live show right here on Facebook on Haunted Live Podcast. But uh, with that, guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in this week. We appreciate that. But let's uh, bring on in Tina here this week. Hi, Tina. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you, Trevor?
0: Uh, Doing wonderful. It's a wonderful weekend. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time out to be here with us on Haunting Life Podcast. We appreciate that.
1: You're welcome.
0: Um, So I understand you're a psychic medium. Um, You also do a whole bunch of other things like uh, Reiki. And um, another thing that I want to talk to you about, too, that you have on your website, I saw. Um, but I'm going to first of all ask you um, the general questions about how you first got into mediumship. What drew you into the mediumship field?
1: So um, I've always been interested in um, spirit and um, in basically things that can't be explained ever since I was a child. So I was always really, really drawn to um, anything to do with the spirit world. Um, uh, and I, I remember um, when I was about um, 10 or 11, I remember taking a book out of the library on palm readings. And um, so I read that uh, cover to cover. And then I went to the schoolyard and um, during recess was giving everybody palm readings. <laughs> so, um, so it was something that, um, that I, I always felt, um, felt drawn to. Um, it also helped that my mother, um um, had some psychic ability herself. Um, she always used to talk about, um, her feelings and when she would get a feeling of something, um, it would, it would come true. You know, the telephone would ring and she always knew who was on the other end of the phone. And, um, and, uh, there were, there were lots of, um, little things throughout. So she was also very, very open to the spirit world as well. Um, and, um, so uh, I, I, because I've always been empathic as well, um, I didn't fully understand what was going on as a child um, and as a, as a teenager, um, but I would be, um, I would pick up like strong energies from other people um, throughout that time. Um, and I specifically, there's one incident and I still recall that morning when I walked into um, my high school, I was in grade 10. And um, I went to a really large high school in Windsor. And um, um, this, the high school had probably, um, I don't know, it was a huge school of uh, well over um, 2,500 people and uh, so typically when you walked in there were lots of noises going on lots of students milling about lots of things happening and that morning when I walked into the school it felt like there was complete silence I didn't hear a sound coming in and so I walked into the school and um, at that time the grade 10 lockers were down in the basement and kind of down uh, a bit. So it was quite a walk and it was almost towards the back of the school. So I'm walking to the school and the entire time I'm walking, I'm not hearing anything. I'm not hearing laughter. I'm not hearing um, other students. It's just dead silence. Um, And as I got closer to the lockers, um, then I could hear sounds and I could hear um, another student I knew who was um crying and being in lockers and and there was a lot like it, it was so heavy um, and as as it turned out um, a student in my grade had suicided the night before and so that's what had happened um, but I still recall that feeling when I walked into the school that that morning that there's something wrong and I think that was the first time where I really realized that um um, that I, that I could pick up stuff, but, um, I still, um, put that aside, sort of went on with life and really didn't think a whole lot of it. You know, I was still very open to, um, chatting with people if other people had experiences and I was drawn to other people who had experiences to share um, and wanted to hear about their experiences with the spirit world always. Um, and wanted them to be my my new best friends um, throughout my life. Um, and it wasn't until I lost my brother um, uh, in 2008 that things really started shifting and changing for me. Um, I was the oldest and he was the youngest. So there's a span of 10 years between us and, um, and he died suddenly. He was 31. Um, and um, it just rocked my world and really made me take a hard look um, at where I wanted to be. And so um, um so i really started at that point to make some shifts and changes in my life um and really wanting to become my best self wanting to um live the best life that i could live um live every moment um at, my father passed 5 years later his passing was very very different he was almost 94 he was very ready to go um very, very different passing. But after he passed, I decided I was going to go see a psychic medium. So I did. Um, so I went to see a medium. And um, in the course of that reading that she was giving me, she said, you can see spirit, you can do this, you can see shadows. And it really planted a seed for me. Um, and I thought long and hard about it. And, um, and then there were um, um, other, Um, things that were also making themselves aware to me. Um, I had a friend who was getting into Reiki and um, I had a a longtime high school friend who also um, had been a Reiki master for many years. And um, so I started chatting with him and um, um, got my level one, my level two Reiki. Um, And then then I found um, Marianne Kennedy and I had been wanting to do mediumship um, courses and um for a long time and um nothing was nothing was fitting nothing was fitting so um so I was I was looking at her website and um she would offer various ones on the weekend um and invariably I would either be available the Saturday or the Sunday but not for both days. Um, And then um and then one day um, I ended up having a cancellation because I, I looked at her website again and i and i thought oh i can't do it again because i i i'm not going to be available for one of those days and then literally it was the thursday before that class was supposed to start she was full and um i had a cancellation for the weekend and i was suddenly available and i thought well i'm going to message her anyway she doesn't know me she didn't know me at that time um and i said i'm going to message her anyway um, and because I've been waiting so long to do, to do these, these, um, courses with her, um, and she's, her response to me was, I'll make space for you. And, um, that was, that was sort of the start that opened me up. And I spent, um, after, um, I took a number of courses with her, um, and I spent, uh, almost two years sitting in mediumship circles with her and, um, um, yeah, so um, just an incredible, incredible experience. And, and initially, when I initially was taking those mediumship classes, I was initially taking them because I wanted to connect with my own loved ones. I wanted to connect with my dad, I wanted to connect with my brother. Um, that's why I initially um, was drawn to do this. And what I found was that um, when the sitters would come in, and, and I was giving them readings, that just, that's what sparked me, that's what motivated me, that's what I wanted to do, is I really wanted to um, um, have the opportunity to provide them with messages from their loved ones, to be able to provide them with some comfort, and um, that's, you know, that became everything for me, uh, was just doing those um, readings for other people, Um, so that's really how, how it all,
0: how it all started yeah that's wonderful we did have a Marianne on our podcast here a while ago she was a wonderful guest and she's always welcome back here as well anytime and um, we look forward to talking to her again in the future Um, but during your development with her um, was there how did that go was it a learning curve for you or was it something that you fell into really easily
1: it actually um, came um fairly easily I was surprised actually and um, um, I think the hardest thing is learning to trust the information that you're getting so that's the most important key piece is just to trust that um, For me my strongest sense is is a, a knowing although I, I often will also get feel things through my body um, and um, um, so those are, are probably my two strongest, strongest senses. And it was just a matter of, um, trusting the information I was receiving, knowing that that information was coming from somewhere outside of me, um, and didn't belong to me It belonged to somebody else. And, um, and, and then just, just, um, having the confidence to share all of that information. Um, so that's, um, that's really, um, um, was was the key piece. And so I was able to do that fairly, uh, fairly quickly and um, um, got to do some practice around platform um, mediumship, which is um, uh, where um, you're standing in front of a group, um, large groups, small groups, um, and just um, delivering information that way. And that came really easily as well. And actually, I really... I really enjoy doing doing that piece, and uh, prior to the pandemic, um, was doing a lot of um, parties, and um, you know, and just always loved having you know like those those groups gather those small groups, and and being able to um, provide those group readings. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Definitely, the pandemic has changed things for everybody, as well as us here at Haunting Live. Um, yeah. We normally go and do investigations and do public events, and we can't do that. So the podcast was born out of that. Um, yeah. How has that changed your day-to-day? Has it made it difficult for you to get messages through to people, or has it been uh, easier for you to get messages through to people?
1: Well, it's actually, um, it really hasn't, it, if anything, I've been busier um, through um, the pandemic. So, it's really, it's really interesting. So towards the end of um, 2019, I was feeling a pull. I was feeling this drive um, to really bump up my um, my learning. There were a couple of things that were sort of on the um, I had out on the back burner. One was because I was becoming a, a medical Reiki practitioner, and then the other one was. Um, um, learning how to read a Akashic record. So those were the two pieces that had been on the back burner for me. And then I found that towards the end of 2019, I was really feeling like 2020 was going to be a transformational year, not just for me, but for a lot of people. Um, I didn't know why. I certainly never predicted anything <laughs> close to this at all. Um, but I just felt like it was going to be a really um, transformational year. And, um, so in, uh, around January, February, I had signed up for, um, uh, to do my medical Reiki training with, um, in, um, New York city. And then I had also signed up for, um, uh, Akashic record readings, um, um, which were going to take place online. So, so they were, um, they were going to be virtual because, uh, that, that, um, Uh, teacher Linda Howell she does a lot of her stuff virtually anyway Um, so um and then the and then the pandemic hit in March and um like everybody everybody is is stunned I knew it was going to be um very very long term I knew it was definitely going into um I knew at the beginning it was going into 2021 that that the rest of the year was going to be a write-off and it was definitely going into 2021 and um within a month after um, the pandemic had started, I I suddenly realized why I had felt this drive to to really bump up myself spiritually. And it was really because um, everybody was going to need it. You know, like there were going to be a lot of us who were going to have to um, really step forward and be of service to other people just um, spiritually, to be able to help them through what was going on, you know, and to provide them with some comfort. So I realized this was, and this was not something that was going to be, um, that we could all do in isolation. This is some, this was going to be, you know, almost a global coming together of like-minded people to be able to really um, um, move things forward for uh, for people so that's um, um, so that's how how that that started because the um, uh, adding akashic records and the medical right key piece um, has been a recent a recent piece that I've, I've added in the in the past year um, since the pandemic started
0: yeah it definitely has changed a lot for everybody especially in our field here like you're saying um, a lot more people are getting that help that they need, I think, through different means now. But um, one thing I've asked a few different guests that we've had, especially in the last couple of weeks, is um, something that you just touched upon. And that is the fact that a lot more people are needing our help. And I think the whole world is coming together in that form. Um, Do you feel that we as a world or a people are rising to a different level? Are we reaching a different level? Uh, mediumship of um, ability do you think that's because of the pandemic or do you think that's because we're more focused on things
1: I think I think that's been coming um for a while now um I know for myself when I initially started taking courses and um just the number of people even just in my area who have some um um you know who are either uh psychics or mediums or they or they um do other things within the, the spirit realm with, you know, other, um, amazing things or energy healers. Um, there are such a huge number of us. Um, and, um, so in my other work, so in my other life, I'm also a, um, I'm also a social worker. And, um, so, um, typically I keep those things separate. But um, a couple of years ago, I discovered um, um, a conference um, called the Mind-Body-Spirit Conference. And um, they've had, it's been three years running now. Um, So I missed the first year, but the second year was in person in Toronto. So prior to the pandemic happening. And then the third year was this past year. um, And that was virtual. So when I went down to Toronto for that conference, I was absolutely blown away because I was sitting in a room with other social workers, other psycho, you know, psychotherapists, people who were um, doing mainstream therapy and counseling. Also within that room, every single one of them was either an energy healer, um, a yoga instructor um a psychic medium. It was incredible. And for me, it was so incredibly validating as to what a huge movement this is. And it's really um and there are so many um people who are much more open than they used to be um to um there are a lot of you know I um I belong to some tarot groups um I like to play with tarot tarot cards and um Um, And, you know, there, when I initially would start attending, you know, um, some of these um, like tarot meetups, um, it was almost all women who were attending. Um, And then um, right before the the pandemic hit, um, it was almost half and half, you know, where um, you just as many women as you do men who are, um, who are dabbling in tarot cards.
0: Yeah, I think that's one other thing that's changed is a lot more people are getting into it nowadays. So it, you don't have to be have that in your background. You can just sort of pick what's drawn to you and start working with it. So whether it's tarot cards or whether it's pendulums or whether it's whatever type of communication tool you want to use that you're drawn to, right? Um, that's what people, I think, are doing nowadays, too. So. Um but you were mentioning just a few moments ago about something else that you deal with and I like to bring that up and discuss uh, that now as our main topic of discussion today. Um I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it, but I think is Akanish records. Um, um I probably said that wrong, but um could you tell us a little bit about what that is and explain to our listeners or what you do with that?
1: Sure. So um so Akashic Records are really um Um, if you think about it as um, everybody having this file cabinet of all of the vibrational records um, having to do with you. And so that includes everything at a soul level. Um, So that would include this lifetime, that would include past lives, that would even include um, things that are supposed to be happening in the future as well, right? So you've got this huge filing cabinet, um, of, um, everything to do with who you are, um, at that soul level. And so, um, this, um, these Akashic records are, um, being, um, um, the, the Lord of the records are, are in charge of these Akashic records. Um, I, I don't, um, communicate directly with the Lord of the Records, um, but there are um, masters, teachers, and loved ones that I would be accessing. So they would be sort of the go-between between myself and those Akashic records of the person that I'm reading for. Um, so um, the types of information that typically is is can be found is um, is with respect to um, your past lives. It could have um, information, even just around an issue that you're dealing with, you know, how are you going to resolve that issue? Um, And, so I a lot of people when they a lot of people will ask me what the difference is between doing um, a psychic reading or versus an akashic record reading, you know. And so when I give a psychic reading, it's typically using tarot cards um, as a bit of a guide, and I'm reading um, the person's person's aura in conjunction with that, you know. So getting information from them that way with the akashic records. What I am doing is I'm opening up their Akashic records, so there's a process to open up their records with their permission, of course, Um, and then um, what I'm doing it's almost like it's um there's a different feel to it for me Um, it's um, it's really a therapeutic process with the Akashic Record readings. So what happens is that um, they they might be presenting with a particular problem or an issue or a dilemma. And so I'm um, I'm having those conversations with them in terms of um, really trying to um, understand fully what their problem and their dilemma is, what's going on in their life, what's brought them to, to me. Um, and then, um, and then what I do is I, I ask, um, their masters, teachers, and loved ones, um, um, for, um, for, for some information, um, in order to assist them. So our masters, teachers, and loved ones. So masters are, um, beings of light, just like the Lord of the records are beings of light. They've never walked this earth. Um, your teachers may or may not have walked this earth. They may you may have had contact with them in this life or another life, um, but you may not have. And then our loved ones, of course, um, we, have, we have known in, in this life. But when they, come, when they come together, it's not as though it's an individual, you know, when you, when you do um, a meditation or when a loved one comes through in a, med- in a mediumship reading, um, you can kind of describe that individual, you can, you can feel their personality, um, and be able to describe that it's very different um, they're coming together like a collective the masters teachers and loved ones so they're not coming together as individuals so i would not be able to to share oh you know this is your um you know uncle joe who's who's um um who's come you know um um to to help with the akashic records reading it really is just it's, it's that collective that i'm i'm um, uh speaking with um in order to provide them some guidance and the other interesting thing that i found and i i i can't speak for anybody else i don't know if everybody has this experience but um um, for me when i give an akashic record reading um and i've done a little bit of automatic writing so i've i've done some um automatic writing on occasion um, and when i when i read my own records I have a pad of paper sitting beside me and I've I've got a pen in my hand because the way it comes through, if I'm reading my own records, if I'm asking for guidance uh, for my um, master's teachers and loved ones, then um, basically how that comes through is I start automatically writing. That's that's how that happens. And so when I'm reading for other people, um, I'm not writing but it's almost like an automatic speaking. So it's almost like I have no control over what I'm going to say. I just start talking and it just flows like this. It's just, it's, it's so different than um, when I'm giving a mediumship reading or when I'm, I'm giving a psychic reading.
0: So is it a little bit like, um, channeling then? Are they channeling for you to give you um, the information as a group collective? They're passing that information on, but they're channeling that um, to tell the person you're giving a reading for the information the way they want to sort of deliver it to? Are they kind of channeling it through to you?
1: I, I That's how it feels for me. I don't know whether other people have similar experiences when they access the Kashuk records, but for me, that's what happens is, is it feels... though it's a channeling that's that's happening um and um and, and um so when people ask me you know um well what's the difference and and should i have a psychic reading or should i have an akashic record reading um so typically i what i will say to people is if if they do have a specific um dilemma they're they're um they're really struggling with some someone and they're wanting a light shone on that they were they're wanting some illuminating light as to where to go then they may want to have an akashic record reading you know in order to help provide them with that guidance and direction you can still get that di- guidance and direction through a, um, a psychic reading as well um, but um, this just really is focused whereas like, a lot of times with psychic readings when when people will come to me for a psychic reading usually they're wanting, um, um, a more general reading and wanting to know what's, you know, what's going to happen, um, in their love life or, or with work or, you know, things like that. Um, but if you've got a really specific dilemma going on or something that you, you really could use some, um, some significant guidance, um, then, um, then that's where an akashic record might be helpful i've also on um, a few occasions done both um for people too so um so what i've done is i um on those occasions is i'll open up their akashic records at the beginning of the reading the reading's still um an hour long um regardless of, of whether they're doing the psychic or akashic or both um, so I'll open up their Akashic records at the beginning. We'll start with some tarot cards um, and, and then we'll kind of move forward from there. And, um, and then I'll also be um, speaking to the master's teachers and loved ones and getting um, more specific information and then closing the records again at the end of that process.
0: Right. So it sounds like um, if you want just like a general reading, just what's going on in your life, you can get like a psychic or... A psychic reading from you, or if you want to find out more detailed specifics about a certain issue that you're having, then that would be the way to go. Yes,
1: yeah.
0: yes. Um, how much information is stored then in a filing cabinet for an individual? Like, how much detail is actually stored in that cabinet? Do you know that kind of information, or...?
1: It is so incredibly vast that you will never access. <laughs> you will never, in, in your lifetime, you will never access all of that information because it's so incredibly vast. So the information that they they, they tell you um, what you need to hear at that time is, is basically that's, you know, so you get this much, like just a little little bit of information, but yeah, it's, it's incredibly vast. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I was just curious about that because it was like you said, mentioned that there was so much information, but it's like, mm-hmm. how do they determine what to give to you when you're doing a reading for somebody? On that, mm-hmm. um, I guess that's what that guardian uh, being of light is for. Is that that guardian would know what yeah. that person is going in for the reading for, so they pass on the required information? I guess, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: The well, the Lord of the Records is there. they're they're sort of the, they they're the keeper of the of your filing cabinet and then the masters teachers and loved ones are the ones that um, that pass on that that information and are the um, um, The the go between, um, you know, to be able to pass on that information and i'm asking specific questions so so i'm gathering what it is that the um, 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 What you're needing to know and um, you know um, and asking specific questions. To, to be able to sh- to um, get that information to you
0: okay so it's sort of like a hierarchy where there's like a boss and then the workers get the information for you and pass it on yeah. okay that's right that's, that's more right. easy explained that way i guess <laughs> that's it's right. really interesting i never heard of that um topic before so i wanted to kind of dive into it today here with you and sort of discover what that was all about so it's really interesting um mm-hmm. are you sort of born with that like is that or is it compiled throughout your lifetime like as you grow up and as you do certain experiences is that information compiled or is that already there for you
1: it's um well i mean because it's there at a soul level so we have um um so so for for those who believe in reincarnation right you know we we live many many lives and so um so when we transition from one life to the next life um we're we're deciding before we go into our next life we make soul contracts so we decide um what we're wanting to learn in that particular life um you know what what do we need to know right so we have our our past lives and our current life and our future lives and then we have our lives between lives because while we're waiting for our next reincarnation there there are jobs and things that we are doing um within the universe so it's um you know so all of that information is is stored so it isn't even just um you know it's all about trevor it's it's all about trevor at the soul level in in terms of all of you know like all of your past lives everything hmm.
0: Okay, that's great. I was just wondering if it was something that you have access to that's already there, or if it's something that you get sort of bits and pieces in as your life continues on. But that does make sense that if you have a past life, or if you have a future life coming up, that that information would already be there. So yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That information is is always there for us as we're as our lives are unfolding, right? You know, it's always there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. so have you had any interesting stories that you'd like to share about um say that you had from a client in the past that you were dealing with this topic with them do you have anything yeah. you can share with us
1: i have um uh, well actually i have a uh, couple of stories with respect to the mediumship he is so um so one that i'll i'll share so and actually this um um this is actually um with a group of um friends of mine um so um i um so i turned 50 in 2017 and so um for my 50th birthday um i went to vegas with five uh, of my high school friends so there were six of us who had all gone to to vegas um uh, to celebrate our our fiftieth together, and we'd known each other for for years ever since ever since high school, so for many 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 years, and um, had always stayed in touch. Um, and so while I was while we were in Vegas, um, there was one evening where um, um, a couple a, a couple of my friends decided to separate and go someplace else, and then the four of us were left. And so one of my friends had said, why don't you give us all readings? And I normally don't really like to give mediumship readings to people I know. And I know, I, I, I know their families, I know who's in spirit um, for them and I've, I've met their, their family. So I wasn't, um, um, I wasn't sure how it was going to go, but I thought, Oh, sure. Why not? You know? So I gave them all readings and, and um, readings went really well. And I w- you know, spirit was really good about giving me information I wouldn't have known. So that really helped in terms of the validation piece. But then um, um, the last day that we were there, so all of all six of us were together in the, um, um, in the, one of the hotel rooms and um, Um, And we were just sort of getting ready for our last night and and doing some things. And so my my one friend who had not been present for the initial readings, um, she um, apparently apparently every time I got up to leave the room, she was getting tapped on the shoulder. And so um, after about the third time that this happened and she kept looking around thinking it was me and it wasn't me, I was nowhere to be found. I wasn't in, you know, I had left the room or I, you know, um, and it was back and forth. And um, so after the third time, she said to me, someone's trying to get my attention <laughs> and, you know, and um, um, so then I, I, I said, okay, well, I'll give you a reading. So with everybody there. So, um, so I ended up giving her, um, a reading, um, and her father had come through, but it was just like, it was just, for me, it was, it was incredible to be able to, to do that for, for my friends. And it was, um, it was a really, uh, you know, it was a very neat experience for, for me as well, because I was, I was used to giving readings for strangers, but not so much for, um for family or friends and um and yeah and it was just a fantastic opportunity um for us to all connect in a very different way so I I so that I I will always cherish especially as um one of one of my friends she she ended up um uh passing the following year so she's suicided and and um Uh, the following year, so unfortunately, and um, so that will always hold really special memories for me. Um, The other one I wanted to mention is, so shortly before the pandemic started, um, um, and I was doing a few readings, and so typically when I would do readings, um sometimes animals would come through but typically they would come through with somebody else um I would be able to describe them and that was that was I I wasn't really communicating with the animals and and uh, some other people that I knew in my circle um were really great with animal communication you know so so when they would get animals coming through they could really communicate and I remember um I was, I was chatting with a friend of mine who was also, she's also a a psychic medium. And, um, and I said, you know, I really want to be able to communicate with animals. Um, And I I just, I I guess it's just not my strong suit. I just, you know, um, it's just not something that I've been able to experience, but that's what I want to experience. So the following day I was giving a reading for, for this woman. So this, when the woman showed up at the door, she had her two little boys in tow with her, which surprised me because she hadn't told me she was bringing her little boys with her. Um, and she she said to me, she said, they're not they're not staying. They're going to go sit in the van when you and I talk. But they wanted to come in because they just lost their dog and they wanted to have a conversation with you. So I thought, OK, so. Um, so they all came in sat down and I focused on the two little ones and they were maybe about five and eight, I think. Um, and, um, so I started tuning in. Um, and it was so interesting because so their dog came through and when their dog came through, it was as though I was communicating with, um, with anybody else in spirit, with a person in spirit. Um, the, the dog started, um, describing to me some issue with its mouth and um and when I relayed that mother confirmed that the dog had some deformity in its in its mouth and um and then I I said there's this you know like really like like they banged into something and got hurt and she she said yeah about a week before he passed he had you know he'd taken a, a turn in the corner and and you know smuck kind of thing and and um and the dog was telling me about um how the boys were um, so so individual memories um, that um, that the dog had shared with the boys, with each of the boys differently. And, the, and both boys were very different in terms of their relationship with the dog. So I shared that. Um, and yeah, so I was able to provide um, them with some closure um, and it was it was the it was such a cool experience to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, and it's so incredible because, you know, when you ask the universe for something, they, they give it, Uh, they really do give it. So, um, and, and that's what happened the following that, that day. Um, Literally, it was the next, it was the next day after I had made that statement that um, that I had that experience. And that was, it was great.
0: That's really interesting. In fact, um, that's one topic that we have coming up later on here on Haunted Life Podcast is animal communication. We have some experts actually coming on to talk Mm -hmm. just about that topic. So it's really interesting that you brought that up today too. Um, Looking forward to that too, to get into how uh, mediumship communicates with animals too. So Mm -hmm. have you had any other chance to communicate with animals or was it just that one time?
1: That was, um, yeah, that would probably be the most, most recent um time that 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 happened it hasn't happened since but then the opportunity hasn't arisen for that Um, um, most most of the people who've i've given readings for it's been primarily their um um their their loved ones have come through um yeah so i don't i don't know whether i'll experience that again or not but i mean things are always evolving and changing and you know um yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a growth process, right? You know, I mean, you're always kind of um, um, uh, the more, the more readings that you provide, um, the more you learn and, and change. Um, even just, you know, when I look back to when I initially started giving readings, and, and just how I received the information was different than how I receive it now. And, you know, so, so things do um, shift and change over time. So I'm always open to whatever experiences might come my way.
0: Uh, actually, let's explain that a little bit. Um, how have things changed for you since you used to do readings to nowadays? Has it changed a lot for you or?
1: I? I well, I found when, um, so when the pandemic initially started, um, I was getting a lot of phone calls, like a lot of phone calls for mediumship readings, a lot of phone calling calls for psychic readings, um, um, and then once I started um, uh, mentioning the Akashic Record readings, I was getting um, a few Akashic Record readings as well. Um, but yeah, it's been, um, it's been fairly busy over the past year, I would, I would say, I think a lot of people are needing, um, they're needing that connection more now than ever. Um, and I'm getting um, um you know people from all walks who are um wanting to connect with me i've had um um a couple of people connect with me long distance um um about a month ago i think it was i i had somebody from england who um who wanted an akashic record reading um so i provided that for her um yeah. So, um, and actually she, I've, I've done a couple of readings. I also had done um, a mediumship reading for her um, months and months ago as well. Um, so um, she was a repeat um, client, um, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm getting um, a few different uh, people contacting me.
0: Yeah, that's great. I think it's definitely changed the way we do things here in the mediumship field. It's changed a lot and, I think it's gotten a lot more personal too. I think that people are reaching out a lot more. I think they're wanting to find out things, especially nowadays. They want um, direction. They want to find out there's certain things, what's going to happen. They want to know that they're secure and stuff like that. So um, what would you say to people? I usually try to ask this to just before we let you go here today. Um, I usually try to ask people that we have on. Um, what would you say to people that are we're in lockdown number three here in Ontario right now. So mm-hmm. they might be experiencing things that they haven't experienced before in the paranormal or even mediumship with communicating with spirit. They might not know even what's happening. Uh, what would you say to people that are experiencing things um, that they don't know what's going on?
1: Well, I think first, um, trust the information that you're receiving um, and um, really trust that you um, um, Real, set the intention as well that um, um, that you're only receiving information from love and light, right? You know, so you wanna you wanna always set that intention that that's um, the information that you're receiving. You're receiving information from your loved one. Our loved ones are always wanting to connect. Us. They're always there, walking that path with us, walking our journeys with us, um, and they're always there guiding us, um, even if we're not aware of them. They're always there. They see what's going on. They know what's happening. They know how you're feeling, um, and um, and really trust that, and um, um, have those conversations with them. Whether you do it out loud, um, whether you do it um, privately. Um, you know, a a lot of times loved ones will come to us in our dreams. And so if you're having vivid dreams where it feels like you're having a conversation, you are having a conversation with your loved ones during those times. Um, you can ask them for signs that they're around. Um, I know, um, uh, for my, my brother, David, it's always very interesting because with my father, my father, um, makes his presence known to me very quietly. Um, if I'm in the room with, um, um, with a medium, um, you know, she, she says he'll, he'll talk her ear off, you know, but with me he comes in very silently. Um, but with my brother, it's very, very different. So if I ask, you know, if I get a sign from my brother, that he's around, or if I sense his presence, if I ask him, you know, Dave, is it you? Um, I will get shivers up and down my my entire body like it's like he's got this special signature a uh, way of um, communicating with me to let me know that that's um, that that's him, you know, um, so just just trust that they're, they're there with you and they, um, they're always there to support you and um, things will, things will definitely get better. I it's, it's a huge struggle right now, but, um, take that time for self-care. This is what I tell all of my clients, take that time for self-care. Um, if you meditate, then meditate. If you do yoga or, or you do other forms of exercise, do those things, go for walks, you know, you can go for, um, you know, walks in, in nature can be really meditating, really grounding as well uh, for some people. Even gardening, you know, getting in the soil can be really grounding for people. Um, anything that you can do to be able to um, walk away from um, just the, uh, the stresses of what's, what's been going on. Um, Make sure that you take time on a daily basis, even if it's five minutes or 10 minutes out of your day, but on a daily basis, you need to take some time to to really unplug and do something just for you, Um, you know, and that really helps, um, you know, in in order for us to be able to connect energetically with spirit or even just um, connect with our own intuitions in terms of knowing where do we go and, and um, you know, what direction do we need to be going in right now? Um, in order to really go within and listen, you need to be vibrating at a high energetic level. And that's, that's tough for everybody right now with what's going on. So um, so anything that you can do to bump up that vibrational energy, do it because it will, it will really help in the long run um with
0: getting with moving through this this pandemic yeah no i agree fully on that um it's definitely good to um recharge yourself it's good to disconnect as they say from the devices once in a while and um Mm -hmm. just sort of reconnect the spirit and energy and all that so recharge um and especially nowadays it's good to just sit and meditate you have time so why not right just sit down have a meditation take five minutes and relax before you go to bed or go to sleep. So definitely agree with that. Um, Well, do you want to promote your website just before we go and anything else that you're currently just uh, working on these days?
1: Absolutely. So my website is uh, www.moonstonemedium.com. And I also have a Facebook page. So you can search me up on um, Moonstone Medium um, and I have a Twitter page too, for those who are on um, Twitter as well. So, so follow me on all of those. And um, I do try to post regularly when I can and, um, um, and feel free to message me. Um, you can, you can either um, Facebook message me or you can email me from the website if you want um, whatever's, um, whatever's easier is fine. So, yeah. And I'm, you know, um So I have a, I, at this, at this point, I'm really, um, I have a few things sort of on the back burner that I'm thinking of, but, um, um, but they're, they're really back burner things right now, because right now it's just my entire focus and my energy is really going to um, wanting to be of service to um, whoever is called to connect with me. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. We have some stuff in the back burner too that we're hoping to get forward here, hopefully by the summer or the fall. So, mm-hmm. But thank you, Tina, so much for being here. I appreciate it. Everybody can go check out your site. It's the Moonstone Medium. And uh, thank you so much for being here on Haunting Light Podcast today. We appreciate you taking your time. Yeah,
1: thank you so much, Trevor. It's been a pleasure being
0: here. Yeah, it's been awesome to talk to you and uh, you're welcome back in your time, of course. So have a great weekend and thanks again.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you. okay that was uh tina the moonstone medium and we thank her so much for being here on our guest here for this episode this week on haunting life podcast but thank you guys so much for tuning in um thank you for following us on facebook as usual thank you for watching live today if you managed to catch us live And if not, you can always tune in later on. We always upload things to our YouTube channel, as well as you can listen in to any of our podcasts on the podcast apps. Just uh, pick your favorite app. I'm sure you'll find Haunting Light Podcast there to listen to later on. And as always, don't forget, uh, Chris here at Haunting Light Podcast does his mediumship readings uh, with the angels and messages from the other side. Uh, you can catch him twice a week now on Wednesdays at 8.30 and Saturdays at 3 o'clock right here on Haunting Life Facebook. Uh, we do them live as well, so any questions you want, feel free to either message him ahead of time and he'll get answers for you, or you can chat directly in live chat with him at that time. Also, don't forget, we have our tickets for our next public event on sale right now, which is Ghost of the Queen's Inn. Uh, That's going to be held in Stratford at the Queen's Inn Hotel. And that's going to be Halloween weekend this year, 2021. Tickets are on sale right now for that. It's a two-day event, uh, Friday, Saturday, and you get both days for 140. You can check the tickets on our website at hauntedlightpodcast.com under the Events tab. Also, you guys can check out our merch. We have a lot of new interesting merch available on our website as well under hauntedpodcast.com slash merch and go check out the new items that are available under our merch page on the website. Uh, A lot of great interesting items like uh, healing stuff, crystal stuff. We got cleansing stuff. We've got some homemade materials as well, like um, spiritual bags. You can store your crystals in or your tarot cards or whatever you want. And some other interesting items as well. So thank you guys so much for being here today. We appreciate it. Hope you had a great weekend. And uh, we look forward to being here uh, back next week here on Haunted Life Podcast. Thanks very much, guys. And we'll catch you next week.
1: Did you hear that?